Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast is an edited recording from our Sunday morning service held on June 18th, 2023. For news and information and to find out how to join us, please visit www.stjamesleith.org.uk. morning and welcome to you all. I think uh, there might be more people in church online than there are in church today, which is uh, uh, interesting. So welcome to you all uh, at home as well. Of course, Solas is on um, and a lot of St. James people are at the Solas Festival having a a really good time. I was there yesterday and they send their love uh, to everybody. So today we look forward to Sally is going to do the reflection later on looking at uh, the harvest and laboring unto glory. So if we start our service in the usual way, the singing bowl will ring just to prepare our hearts and minds to worship God and have a moment's silence. And I'll light the candle and if those at home as well can light their t- uh, candles too. So Robert, oh, thank you. Let's be one in the spirit. Here we go. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. By our love, yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Christians 
Trusting in God's forgiveness, let us in silence confess our failings and acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. Come home to yourselves and to each other, and may all that is unfree in you be released, and may you blossom into a future graced with love. Amen.
Our first reading is from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have obtained access in this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. To God. Gospel today is taken from Matthew chapter 9, verses um, 35 to 1088. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. This is the gospel, good news for all. Praise, Praise to you, you, O Christ. Christ. 
I've been quite heavy going with my reading books lately. Uh, last time I spoke here, I remember I was reading A Handmaid's Tale, and I noticed in that that only a few people were allowed to read the Bible because it was very dangerous and powerful, and because when they did, they discovered what wasn't in it. And over the past few months, I've been reading the Wolf Hall books about Thomas Cromwell and amongst all the blood and gore and torture, there's a group of men in that who, again, want everyone to read the gospel so that they'll know what isn't in it. And I think what isn't in it is quite interesting today when Jesus sent people out. He didn't say, I need you to be experts. I need you to be sure of everything and know that you have all the answers. And let's think about putting a structure in place. You, you know me, I'm all about the hierarchy. Let's get, some, let's get some structure into this operation. Maybe a lot of rules, canons perhaps, maybe numbered things, some flowcharts, all of that kind of thing. I think that would really, really work here. And I want you to think about what you're gonna wear you know, I think costuming is going to be very good here. Maybe hats. I think, I think you could go with hats. That would, that would add to this. And a lot of bling. You know me. I'm all about the bling. I think, you know, as much bling as you can throw at this is going um, to really work. And when I said that thing about when you pray, pray only this, I, di I didn't really mean that. I think more is more when it comes to, to prayer and words and liturgy. I, I want you to make sure that if someone comes into your church off the street, they're not, they're not going to know what's going on. You know, I think you could go really, really complicated with this. And lads, um, when you go out and you baptize and you lay on hands, we need to not think about the fact that... Um, that's taboo for you to do that to women. I don't know how you're going to manage it, but we need to make sure that people are still arguing about this in 2,000 years' time. <laughs> of course, I'm being facetious, and I'm not meaning to criticise any particular denomination or, or tradition. I think each one over the years has been our very human attempt to create the church, but with, and often with hearts and, and minds completely in the right place. But of course, we are all human, and our human stuff will always, will always get on top of what it is we were supposed to be doing, and, and we're always going to miss the mark. And I think this, uh, this missing the mark is universal across all kinds of, of institutions. And I think... That's why we're reminded to look to work here among believers first. Go to the hurt and the suffering amongst your own communities. Get, get your own ducks in a row before we go out and share with other people. And also why there's a reminder here that we have a shepherd. We have a, a leader in Jesus. And, you know, when everything else is going wrong, when we're straying, when, we're, when we are missing the mark, we, we do have that shepherd and it is difficult. It's difficult what we're asked to do because I think often we lack confidence. We lack confidence that the kingdom really is close at hand. And I think we're not even sure what the kingdom is or what it might look like. I consulted my trusty children's illustrated Bible and it explained that the kingdom of God is where God is in charge 
which reminded me of a talk I went to just before lockdown where there was an outreach worker, a missional worker called Sally Mann, speaking to a group of people from all different Christian backgrounds just before we went um, into lockdown. And she's asked us to imagine what it would be like if God was in charge of the government, if God was in charge of the health service. But the biggest laugh of the evening came when she asked us to imagine what it would be like if God was in charge of the church. But I think, as I say, it's a very human difficulty to, to struggle to live with this God being in charge because it's, it's living in a place of powerlessness and vulnerability. And yet the gospel reminds us that it's precisely when, and the words are gone, the words are gone, I thought they were there, the word, word, precisely when people were helpless and harassed, that's when Jesus came to them. And that beautiful reading from Romans reminds us that it's precisely in our powerlessness that Jesus enters our lives. But I also think we lack confidence in the harvest, and we are reminded that the harvest is plenty. We lack confidence that the people out there want what we have to offer. When my experience is, you know, they really do. A couple of weeks ago, I went to a concert with my sister. We went to see the London Gospel Choir. They were singing a reimagining of Paul Simon's Graceland album. But before that, they were singing some of their own songs. And it was in a big brewery on the outskirts of Newcastle. And this beautiful Gospel Choir said to the, the whole people in the audience, um, we feel we need to cry out. Lots of things are going wrong. There's lots of difficult things in the world. Will you cry out with us? Will you pray with us? And hundreds and hundreds of Geordies in a brewery in Newcastle were perfectly happy to pray and sing, you know, sing along their songs, asking for mercy and praising God. And as the concert drew to a close, the, one of the lead singers said completely honestly, you know, we've been singing this album, but I have reason to believe we all shall be received in Graceland. And again, absolutely, you know, hundreds of people, not churchgoers, we assume, not people who would say they had any faith, perfectly happy to sing of Graceland. And, and I know I was just thinking just last night, you know, the whole of Leith was happy to stand and sing that while the chief puts sunshine on Leith, Leith you know, there, we are, there, there are people wanting to connect with faith out there and I think when it's authentic and when it comes from somewhere real like that and something relevant to people's lives people want to connect with it perhaps now more so than ever I'll have a friend who's a writer and uh, he said to me the other day you know lots of people are worried about AI and all this you know artificially created writing and he said I'm not worried at all when everything else became mass-produced and artificial it was the handcrafted authentic things that became elevated and people wanted them even more and so I wonder if we can be like that you know we can be the sort of artisan sourdough loaves of um, our communities you know if we can be that genuine something that people want to connect with because I think you know if we go out not as a people with the answers, but as a people who say, this is what we do when we're frightened. This is what we do when we're sad. This is what we do when, this is how we cope with not having the answers. I think people will connect with that. And I think if we go out not so much to heal, but to show that we've been healed and, and to tell our own stories. 
So I'd like to end with a, a, a different, a paraphrasing of that Romans reading, which I found particularly helpful in, in thinking about the sort of authentic message that, that people will connect with for us going forward. By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with him, make us fit for him, we have it all together with God because of our master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we have always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. There's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patient turns into forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary. We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Christ arrives at the right time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. Thank you, Sally. We just have a moment to reflect on that and then invite Paul from home will lead us in our prayers. From today's psalm, acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we belong to him. We are his people. We are his flock. And Sam has been talking about being sent out and gathering in the harvest and how we need to think outside the box. When I say, send us out, would you respond to bring in your harvest? So, send us out to bring in in your your harvest. As we think about the world we live in and in which God has put us, us, has sent us out into, let's think about sustainability and the way we use God's gifts so profligately. We pray that there will be more impact of those who want to look at climate change and, and try to avoid the catastrophic rise in temperatures and the change in the climate. And we pray about those who work in industries simply to supply our consumer needs. Those who are so badly paid, particularly in other countries. We pray that there may be more awareness of the important things in life, not just the things that 
pleases. But above all, we pray for peace in the world. And that includes in our own situations, in our own families, in our places of work. And that really depends on dialogue and communication. So we pray for help in doing that to bring understanding and peace. Send us out to bring in your harvest. And we think about the role of the church in reaching out, taking the gospel to the lost, whatever that means, to those who are spiritually poor. And somebody has explained that it's not as difficult as we anticipate. We needn't necessarily cringe when we do that. We've just got to be natural and normal. We pray for the teaching of the church that we may examine what we're trying to put over and get it right. We pray for all those who are so lost this weekend, both from St. James and from all over. Pray that that may have quite an effect on those who've been there and experienced it. And as we think about new uses for St. James's Church, for this hall we meet in, we just pray, Lord, that we'll get pointers and indicators of, of how that should happen, how that should go. Thank you for Sally, as she has an important role now in facilitating all this. Send us out to bring, to bring in, in your, your harvest. We pray for those who are suffering in any way. The homeless, the unemployed, the elderly, particularly those in care homes and those who look after them. Those who are feeling the pinch financially. Those who feel trapped in the low-paid jobs, perhaps. Those with families trying to make ends meet. And we just pray for healing. We heard about Jesus sending out the disciples to preach and to heal and to teach. Shows what it means to be a healing influence among those that we have contact with. Send us out to bring in your harvest. And finally, for ourselves, give us a clear vision of what we're supposed to be doing as Christians. Give us courage, encouragement confidence, but above all discernment, Lord, to be doing the right sort of thing. Sometimes it just means being where you've put us and, and, and just behaving in a helpful way, not necessarily saying anything or trying to push our point of view, just being there, being leavened in the world. 
send us out to bring in the harvest. Jesus said, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Amen. Christ our Lord, with whom and in whom and in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory be to you, Lord of all ages, world without end.
May the God who dances in creation, who embraces us with human love, who has the potential to shake our lives like thunder, bless us and drive us out with power to fill the world with her justice. Amen. We're going to end with a new text, which is a blessing text, an arrangement of, it's actually a Hebridean song that is probably stuck in your craw somewhere. So when we sing it, I'm sure that you will actually know this, but you don't know that you know it. So it's called Let Us Go Now.